Two Broke Watch Knobs podcast is an online discussion dedicated to urology and the in-depth coverage, review, and assessment of high-quality, affordable timepieces. There may be instances of strong language, and this podcast is intended for a mature audience. Sit back and enjoy. Hey, this is Kaz. Hey, this is Mike. Uh, we're Two Broke Watch Snobs, and welcome to episode 15. Episode 15. I'm going to write it down because I basically forgot what episode we were on. What happened was I was looking at my notes, and I started panicking because I thought I had to do that episode, like, call out. And so I almost just said the first number I saw, which was 49. This is not episode 49. <laughs> <laughs> the episode from the future. From the future, guys, buy, <laughs> buy lotto tickets. All right? <laughs> uh, buy yeah, lotto tickets. So today, episode... today, today's going to be a fun episode. Today is something that... It involves a topic which I always get very, very happy about. No matter what happens in my life, like I am literally jobless right now. And for a while I was also carless, but it was okay. Michael, do you want to know why it was okay? Why was it okay? Because I got a new watch. (laughs) Just one? Uh, I got two new watches, but uh, for this episode, uh, I might, I might, I might get more. It depends. Depends how long I'm jobless for. Uh, I got two watches, but uh, uh, there's one I'm going to focus on today for this episode. And so that's something uh, Michael and I, we both got new watches. I got a new watch. You got a new watch. Should we integrate our new watch discussion into the audio wrist check? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Should we, we go, can, should we go for it? We can do that. We can. Um, <laughs> oh, we broke. Hey, we. you want to talk about this? We broke a thousand followers on Instagram. We broke a thousand followers on Instagram, um, which is something that I like. I look at our followers, like that number going up, in the same way I think the ancient Mesoamericans like looked at the stars for answers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just fucking staring at that page, and I'm like, dude, I fucking know. I I fucking know if it goes to a thousand followers, I'm going to get whatever I want. Like, like things are just going to get delivered to me. Everyone's going to know my name and they're going to say hi to me. No one, no more spitting at me. No more heckling as I walk the streets. Like as soon as I fucking reach a thousand followers, I'm going to do it. And, uh, we did it. It was a and good it hasn't happened. It's, it's, it's actually really, really, so I mean like in all seriousness, it's really, really cool to know that so many people are just really into, I mean, not just a watch discussion, but a watch discussion the way we have one. I mean, there are plenty of other wa- awesome watch podcasts out there like Grey NATO and On Time and Our Time, and they're all awesome in their own way, but I don't know how many other watch podcasts, Michael, will talk about watches and testicles, like in the same episode. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a hard it's a hard thing to find. It's a <laughs> Those, those a, a, two di- topics. a diamond in the rough. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, we reach a thousand followers, and so we've been talking about this also for a while. We're gonna do a thousand follower giveaway. Um, it's gonna be super, super cool. We're doing it in conjunction with someone else who, who a lot of people like. It's gonna be really, really fun. It's gonna be, uh, I think, a really cool giveaway in a, the great spirit of Two Broke Watch Knobs. Um, we don't want to give too many, too many details out right now because we're still ironing out all the details but uh it's gonna be super cool uh, entering it's gonna be awesome and it's just one of the first and kind of few of many ways that you know we're just trying to get back to everyone for just being strangely welcoming 
I, I get I get I get like DMs and like comments all the time about people just saying like, hey guys, love the show. You're great, Mike, or you're great, Kaz. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, you don't like. What if? What if I'm like, like a cat abuser? Like, what if I'm not <laughs> great? You know what I mean? I think I, I forgot. I forgot who commented. There was somebody that was like, "Oh, you guys always talk about how you have like one listener," and I'm like, "Well, me and my two other friends. That's like three people." Like, <laughs> I'm like, and I was so excited about those three people. I'm like, three people. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, who are those three guys? I believe that was uh. Here, I'm gonna write. We'll we'll tag them. Uh, Columbia Watch Society. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, super cool dude. Columbia Watch Society. I'll tag you in the show. Yeah, no, I know. I saw that. I got, I got really happy too. I'm like, ooh, tell me about your friends, man. Your friends, your friends like watches. <laughs> tell me about all the uh, like the people that listen to us. What? It's bizarre. It is bizarre. But uh, yeah, it's just it's you know we started this as a passion project. Um, it's something we talked about doing. A long time ago, uh, when we were even when we were in the same freaking like zip code, like now we are like across the country apart from each other, and it's just been super cool. So keep your eyes out for details on the giveaway. Thousand followers, and uh, I don't have like a proper drink. I only have tea here, but I'm gonna toast. I'm gonna audio toast you, Michael, and everyone else to the next uh, the next thousand followers. I have I have an old candle, so yes, I will I'll toast. Look. You'll toast your candle with my Earl Grey tea. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Tea, Earl Grey, hot. Oh, all right. Yeah, we can we can dive right in. So we both got uh, new watches, and uh, we verified beforehand we're we're wearing them now. So yeah, we uh, are wearing them now. Do you do you want to talk about yours first because yours is very very intriguing. I think we should talk about yours first. Okay, we can talk about mine first. Uh, I am wearing my newest acquisition, which is the Orient Star WZ0071DJ. Now, uh, there's no sexy, slick nickname for this watch, so I'm just going to call it the WZ. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's not like the... the, Wait, isn't hmm? it like the Orient Star GMT? Isn't that just what it is? No, that's the other one. That's the black dial one with the interior Um, uh, rotating bezel. I don't know what the fuck this thing is. The thick one, right? Okay. Yeah, the thick. It's only thick because it has that uh, mechanism on the inside. And the thing is, you know, uh, this watch isn't thin. But yeah, so um, it's uh, it's a GMT watch. It's my first GMT. It's an independent GMT hand, and uh, it, it 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 coordinates really well with the interior twenty four hour bezel. And it's awesome because I have it set to West Coast time, so I no longer have to guess what time it is where Michael is at in uh, in in Seattle. You know, because <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, okay, if it's five p.m. here. Uh, I, I have st- to Google it. You I know still, what I, mean? I still remember the math. It was like we had to spread the math apart, like throughout a couple <laughs> days when it came to like setting up the episode with Terry from Toxic Natos. Oh my god, it was three time zones, man! <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking precedented. Time Precedented. Zone math. <laughs> Dude, time zone math, man. Oh my god. But um, hi, Katie. What's up? But uh, but yeah, so um um, it's really really cool. Uh, people have been following on Instagram. I've been fucking just plastering this thing all over the place, and I'm really surprised no one's gotten tired of it. So I'm gonna I'm taking it off my wrist right now. So for people who don't know or who may not have caught our Orient episode, in our Orient episode, um, of which the number I can't remember, I'll say it in the show notes, and I'll write it down on Instagram on that little description. 
there's basically like three main tiers of Orient. There's like the regular Orient line, so that's your Orient Makos, your Rays, your Flights, um, things like that. And then there's Orient Star, which is like mid-tier. So Orient Star is... Um, they have some interesting pieces. They have the GMT Seeker, which we talked about a second ago. They also have the GMT Polaris. There's also retrograde movements, which are really, really cool. Um, they tend to be on the dressier side. And then there's Orient, or then there's Royal Orient, which is like, I don't like the analogy, but I mean, it, it, it makes sense for everyone. Royal Orient, you know, is like Grand Seiko of Orient. It's like the top tier, like uh, uh, really, really special. Uh, the reason they're also very special is that most Orient watches, except Royal Orients, are based off of, uh, I'm trying to think of like a, like a nice way to say it, a movement design that Orient purchased from Seiko in the 70s, all, like 80 or 90% of Orient movements are based off of that. And if you're ever curious okay. as to whether or not your Orient movement is based off of that, if it's one of the four calibers, so it's like, you know, caliber 469 or four blah, 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 I'm pretty sure, unless I'm totally wrong, it's based off of the Seiko movement. And so the Royal Orients aren't. So this GMT that I have, the reason I gave you that whole fucking you know, garbage story, this GMT I have right here is based off of that. And so what you'll note, first of all, is that it's not thin, but it's not thick because a lot of the additions that they'll do are modular. I suspect what I suspect. I'm still doing research. It has, to, I, it has to be modular. Because, I mean, sorry, sorry to interrupt, but off the top of my head, I don't, I don't recall because you said that GMT hand is independent, right? Yep. I don't know if Seiko ever made one of those. I'm not really sure. No. no. I know. I mean, this I is this have... is something they added. This is something Orient added. Okay. All right. You know what I mean? So it's and so okay. So people uh, who might not know what modular means, basically the difference between modular and I guess integrated is that um, so the a modular GMT complication would be as if they just kind of for lack of, you know, sexy phrasing, just stuck on the complication onto an already existing movement as opposed to incorporating it into the movement by building it from scratch. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sort of like uh, duct taping a spoiler to your car, but sexier, you know? Much, much sexier. Much sexier. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really cool watch. Um, I have the caliber written here. It's caliber 40P53. Which I'm pretty sure the 40P is uh, the 40P5 line are the GMT ones because the ones in the GMT Seekers, which are the other ones with the interior rotating bezel, those are the 40P50. Okay. It's 40P53. It's uh, it's manual wind. It hacks. It has a 40-hour power reserve indicator on there. It's also decorated. The rotor has a le coup de, coup de Genève, the Genève stripes. <laughs> just, classic, just like saying. classic Japanese. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, very, very <laughs> Japanese with the Genève stripes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and on some of the other um, more visible bridge plates, they have a perlage. Um, so that's kind of like a – it looks like swirlies. That's the yeah. best way I can describe it. It just yeah. like swirlies. It's 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 pretty. Um, the only thing I'm, I'm always weird about watches that come on a bracelet with an exhibition case, exhibition case back, and they're decorated. Like I feel like I am like a peeping tom, trying to look <laughs> at it because the bracelet's just in the way. It's you in the way. I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 didn't, feel I, like, didn't I feel like I didn't I'm know trying there to was a see through case back. Yeah, yeah. It's a see through case back. But look with the bracelet. It's weird. I feel like I'm trying to like peek at boob through like a sleeve. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like <laughs> I know there's a better way. But my current situation does not allow me to peek at boobage. 
easier. So I gotta go through the sleeve. Ma'am. You know what I mean? Right but now. yeah, no, I like it a lot. Like I said, the dimensions are I don't know. You you tell me if these are classic dimensions because I, I, I didn't realize until I got it on my wrist and I looked the number again. So here we uh in terms of case size, it's actually in diameter, I got I believe not including the crown, it's forty one point five millimeters in diameter. Okay. But lug to lug, it's a little bit over forty nine millimeters. That's good. I, I think I think is really that good? I, okay. Yeah, yeah. For people, I mean really I think you get out of sort of like classic proportions when you when you exceed the fifty millimeter lug to lug, I think. I um, see. Okay, least, no, that makes, that makes sense. I, that's when I start to get nervous when, when you exceed that that fifty. Um The thing is it's just it's um let me see the, the thickness. The thickness it's thirteen point seven millimeters thick. Also so good. the thing is it's it is good but it feels chunkier just because the case is very well designed but you can tell when they were designing their case they had to work with the modular function kind of put on the movement and so that kind of makes it not bulkier but you have to sort of build the watch around the movement you kind of can't integrate it all together at the same time because remember a lot of these four calibers already existed and so all they're doing is just adding modifications to it and so the case it, it looks chunkier. It's extremely comfortable, though. It doesn't curve as much as I would expect it to, but it curves just enough. But there's something about it. It really, really hugs the wrist. And there's something about the... I don't want to keep saying chunkiness because I, like I feel like I'm giving people the idea that it's like like chunky and angular, like one of those like Stova Pro Divers. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's still very sleek, but there's something about the size of it which helps it in my opinion which is good for me breach the, the 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 divide between a sporty watch and a dress watch i can easily dress this watch up i can also easily throw it on like a zulu or a nato and it will it will dress it down which is awesome you yeah. know what i mean and you know what that you know building kind of building the case around the modular components or the modular design that's not necessarily a bad thing uh i think right people well, just, of course you know the a watch that I that I love is the the Tudor Heritage Chrono. Um, Things are so cool. And when they came out with it, uh, people were complaining about the thickness, but you know, it's <clears throat> it's built it's built around the addition of you know uh, Dubuis de Pra, uh, I think twenty fifty four chronograph module. And, okay. Um, you know, you you stack that thing on there, and you're you're gonna have a pretty thick case. But I think thirteen millimeters. That's that's really good. Um, I'm I'm not exactly sh- sure how much uh, thickness the GMT module adds, um, but um, but no, I, it looks it looks like it wears really well. Judging from the photos, it's super comfortable. I mean, um, I have it on the bracelet right now, but most folks will also have seen uh, I threw it on a leather strap. It's it's one of the few instances where I know I remember when we originally talked. I was kind of saying like, oh, I think I prefer the leather strap, but that was that was before I'd actually like sized the bracelet properly. Yeah. So yeah, I I, I originally had it. It came on the bracelet, took it off the bracelet, put it on a leather strap. Liked the leather strap. Thought I didn't like the bracelet. That was just because that, that that I mean that, that was user fucking error. I didn't size the bracelet properly because I'm a monkey. Once I sized it properly and actually used like the little micro adjustment things uh, uh, in great. the actual. 
uh, clasp, you know, uh-huh. uh, it, it's 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 incredibly comfortable and it's beautiful. I mean, you saw a picture of it. I mean, a shitty picture of it, but you saw a picture of it. It's really, I like it. It's solid end links, um, and it's cool because the actual lug, uh, the actual spring bars, they're not like a lot of times you take a bracelet off a watch. This is what happened with my sumo. I took the bracelet off the sumo and I tried putting leather strap on it, and it just it just looks like it has buck teeth. Because that fucking spacing, <laughs> you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, it's so fuck, it's so fucking annoying. So like, all I can do is have it on the bracelet, which is amazing. It's an amazing bracelet, or put it on a NATO. You know, and like, right. I, I like leather straps. I, 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 I want to uh, accumulate a collection of more leather straps. It's just you know, I just did not get the best Seiko, you know, the Sumo to put on leather. You know, I'm also I think that watch might just look fucking weird on leather, but. Oh, the sumo? Yeah, the sumo. I don't I don't know if I've seen too many pics of it. I just said pics. I'm like a 13-year-old girl. <laughs> Pictures, <laughs> photographs. Hashtag lols, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've seen too many photos of the of the sumo on uh on leather. I've seen I've seen a couple. Uh Hirsch makes a specific strap. I believe it's called the Hirsch Da Vinci. Uh the ends curve in. To okay. close that gap, like specifically for watches like the Sumo. So I've seen it a couple of times. Looks kind of cool, but you know. But the thing is with the with the Orient, I have the Orient WZ zero zero seven one DJ. We got to think of a better nickname. Uh, uh, hashtag Watch Family. If you can help me think of a nickname for <laughs> this watch, or if it already has a nickname, like if like if it, if its nickname is like you know uh you know Blue Orient or Orient Blue, like fucking like please tell me because like it's not it's not. Like at, like Seiko, where the second Seiko even you know mentions a new watch, and people are like, "Oh, Samurai Blue Lagoon." It's like you know, there's less <laughs> of like a sexy following <laughs> behind yeah. Orient pieces. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Michael, you know what I'm saying, right? No, no, definitely. And I, I don't think, uh... yeah, the Mako is a watch that they is is a name that they gave to the watch. It is the name. Yes, okay. it is the name. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think. I don't think they do that with. Uh... With Orient Star, right? No, there, there aren't no. Any... Well, they the um, the Orient Orient Star pieces that come to the U.S. Yes, there's the Orient Star Polaris, which is like a dressier sort of GMT. There's mm. the Orient Star Retrograde, which is a fucking retrograde movement. You know, not very imaginative. Uh, the Orient Star um, uh, Seeker. Those are the black and white kind of interior bezel GMTs we're talking about before. Now, I don't know if they were. I mean, that's how they're listed. That's how they're listed. So I don't know if it's something that maybe just vendors adopt here or if that's something from, like, Orient uh, Corporate. Well, that also reveals the other fucking perplexing issue we talked about on the uh, on one of our Orient episodes where we finally got a hold of Orient USA and just asked them about their marketing practices and why, you know, they didn't have a stronger presence in the U.S. And they basically told us, for people who didn't listen to the episode, that Orient in Japan has nothing to do with all the other flagships. They just give watches to them and all those other different Orient entities can sell them like however they want. So Orient USA is not coordinating whatsoever with Orient UK. So they could be on complete different fucking planets, which is super antithetical to how so many other watch brands do it. You know what I mean? Or, or companies for that matter. Or, you know, just, you know, <laughs> companies that sell like, you know, tissues and pencils. Uh, they tend to be you know, streamlined across the globe, you know, yeah. to kind of solidify their global presence. And you know what I mean? 
Um, so in terms of nomenclature like that, there are Orient Star pieces that have names, whether they were designated just by U.S. fans or by vendors or by Orient themselves. Dude, I have, I have no idea. <laughs> so least... actually, you might you you actually just revealed why this watch might not have a nickname. This is a, a, a JDM. This is J Japanese domestic market only. Uh, this watch I have the WZ zero zero seven one DJ. So um, I've I've um well I was gonna say at least it's not called the turtle because that's a <laughs> that's a what's, horrible name. What's wrong with it? Do you think you think you think turtle's a horrible name? I just I wish it got something else. <laughs> I, I think you know it's interesting. It's definitely not like you know as you aggressive like, as Mako. You know what I mean? Well, come on, man. You have like sumo. Samurai, yeah, Samurai, Shogun, Monster, Monster, Turtle, Turtle. <laughs> one of them, one of those things, we or two of those things wield swords. Other one uh, gets hit by cars while it tries to cross the road to the beach. You know what I mean? This uh, gets obliterated. I'm from, I'm, I grew up on Fort Lauderdale Beach, so I saw my fair share of turtles getting hit by cars. It's they've, they've they've done a much better job of protecting them now, so you know, don't worry. Um, but yeah, no, I guess I could see your point. I guess they could see your point. So this, this is JDM, uh, kind of, you know, what sort of adventure did you, uh, did you go through to get that? Cause that's, oh, it, was, it was terrifying. I had my own little Goonies adventure, but for one, you know okay. what I mean? It was <laughs> just me traversing the fucking caverns of the internet to try and find a place where I can buy the watch and not get mailed like dildos and dick pics. Yeah, and have my credit card stolen. You know what I'm saying? Well, if if you got that in addition to the box <laughs> with the watch inside, would you be that mad? I don't know. It depends. It depends if uh, actually no, I'd be really happy because then I could take like a photograph and tag them on Instagram. Take take a photograph of like the uh -huh. nine incher they sent me. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's uh, that's that's gonna be a retailer that I want to work with then. <laughs> so wait, wait, you're telling me they sent you the watch you asked for? In addition to an assortment of dildos. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yes. It was incredible. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dildosandwatches.com. Hold on, let me write that down. My need oh. to sit on that URL, no pun intended. <laughs> Dildos and watches. That was a good pun, actually. Dot com. <clears throat> yeah, so it was so I made the decision to buy the JDM version, because originally, uh, some folks might know, because I talked to them, I know Golden Hour Time knows, and some other folks I talked to online, uh, I was looking at getting one of the uh, USA International uh, Orient Star GMT Seekers. It's a black dial GMT watch, it has a power reserve, it's very similar to this, uh, except it has an interior rotating bezel, so I think that, like, what, you could track, what, like, three time zones? What is it? Yes. Some, some shit like that? Yeah, three. Yeah. The only thing is, it looks, and I believe it is, incredibly thick. I think it's like just under 15 millimeters thick. I think, I can't remember. It's that's it's, that's getting that's getting up there. Yeah, it's yeah, it's thick, and I wasn't really sold on it. And before I'd even started that search, I had seen this WC007 uh, JDM GMT. Uh, this doesn't have the interior rotating bezel. It just has the fixed 24-hour bezel. And so it's that weird thing that I think that happens to a lot of watch people where it's just like, yeah, I'm going to get this watch, but in the back of my mind, I really wish it was that other watch. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. And so the weird thing is with the GMT Seeker black dial, there's two versions of the GMT Seeker. Um, you know, Star, GMT Orient Star Seeker. 
the white dial and a black dial. The black dial, for some reason, is more sought after, so for some fucking reason, it's more expensive. Uh, it's like <clears throat> 700 or 800 bucks USD. Okay. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, well, hold on a second. I've seen this JDM watch that I ended up buying that's, yeah, it's a little more expensive, but it's only like 100 bucks more expensive. I'd seen this WZ007. Uh, <coughs> Damn it, <coughs> the dog. dog. She had to come back. <laughs> it's okay. She's covering up my chokes. I'm, I'm choking on, on air. <laughs> hey, dog. But uh, I've seen this watch. And you can still see it anywhere between 800 and 900 bucks uh, USD. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay. And I'm, I, I know this happens to a lot of other watch people too. Do I increase my budget a little bit to make myself much more happy? You know right. what I mean? Because I know if I had gone to Long Island Watch or if I gotten it directly from Orient and USA, um, you know, with the coupon code, obviously, uh, and if the black dial had shown up here and I opened the box and I'd seen it, I'd be like, yeah, this is awesome and that'd be cool. But in the back of my mind, in the midst of my heart, I'd always be like, man, I like, really wish it was that other one with the blue dial that I'd, I, I'd <laughs> seen. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, you know what, dude? Fuck it. You, you, I mean, you, you only live twice, or whatever the fuck it is. Let's just let's increase my budget. Let's just do it. It's still under a thousand bucks, so I'm not breaking two broke watch knobs, credo. Uh, and I went for it. And so finding a vendor to get it was weird. Um, I, I see now that some places on Amazon sell it, but I specifically was sort of like, now I say some places. I think one place sells it. I think they have one. Um, and I think their store rating is kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I specifically was really excited to try and figure out like an international potential Japanese vendor to get the watch from just to like have the experience and share the experience with everyone listening to the show because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only asshat that's looked at JDM watches and that's been to all these sites and been like, man, I just don't fucking know if I can trust this site. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so sites I had seen include... Uh, the two big ones for JDM watches uh, were was Rakuten, Rak, Rakuten, R-K-U-T-E-N. Mm -hmm. So there is a Japanese version of the website, but there's also a version in English. That website's weird. It seems to be like an eBay type of situation where it's not Rakuten themselves selling pieces. It's them brokering the relationships between looks, sellers and, and buyers. It looks very Alibaba. It is a little Alibaba esque, but you're not buying you're not buying minimum quantity five hundred uh, pieces or star guarantees. It's not the case. You won't have to fucking open the case with the crowbar. You know what I mean? But it does have like that Alibaba for for people who have been to that site or uh, what's the other one now? Alibaba and um, AliExpress. I think mm -hmm. the other one is. Yeah, uh, it has sort of a feel like that. I've seen it on there. That website, you have to do a lot of work with like Google Translate between correspondence because a lot of the times they're not going to speak English. I did not use Rakuten, but I know people who did use it. And um, it's one of those things where if you find someone that's used the website, get a recommendation for a buyer from them instead of trying to just do it in the dark. Um, yeah. I'll tag them in the show, but I know ready about has used them before. Dude's got some really cool Seikos. Um, uh, it's ready underscore about. I'll tag him in the show. Super cool guy. Um, he's used them before multiple times, and he gave me store recommendations as well, so I have those written down in case I ever want to do it again. But 
I ended up using uh, shoppinginjapan.net, which I was 100% sure just based off the URL was a scam. I'm like, oh, this is, (laughs) I'm just, I'm asking to get scammed. I'm so (laughs) fucking pumped to be on the phone for hours with Capital One to explain my situation. Like, no, I didn't buy $900 in Japanese smut films. Please, I just, God, I just wanted my watch. I just want to know what time it is. That's all. That's all, man. I just want to know what time it was. But no, they're a legitimate site. Um, they uh, they sell a lot of watches. They carry uh, Orient, Seiko, Citizen, Casio, and weirdly enough, uh, uh, I think a specific JDM Omega model. Really? And uh, yeah, I don't know what it is, but there's an, there, there's an Omega model on there and a... Oh, one of those newer, not not real, not fake, it's convoluted, but one of those newer-ish Russian brands. It's either Buran or Volmax. I have no, I have no fucking clue why. But uh, I use shoppinginjapan.net. Really awesome experience. If you're looking for JDM pieces, I would, I would recommend them. Um, you're going to get, oh, the whole website's in English. You're going to get contacted oh, after your purchase. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a big deal. <laughs> You're going to get contacted after your purchase by uh, Sarah, S-A-R-A, who is, I believe, like like the main or the head customer service rep. And she'll send you an email in English with confirming your order. And then eventually they'll send you the confirmation number. And, like, Japanese postage is incredible because my fucking watch got here in, like, seven days. Dude, like, it, I've had to wait weeks for shit to get to Florida from, like, Maine. You know oh, what wow. I mean? They sell Grand Zeko, too. I'm on the site now. That's crazy. Yeah, they have they have Grand Seiko. They have uh, dude. They have they, they've they've they have Creedor. They have Presage. It's what? crazy. Or I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they have Creedor. Double check that. But but I know they have Presage. I was looking earlier. Yeah, they do. Yeah, it's 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 really cool. They're just they just sell uh, JDM products in addition to like other international like you know like I could find the Black Star or the the Orient uh, Star Seeker you know uh, Black Dial GMT on there, but. I specifically wanted this watch. I found it on there, found it for a price that was fair. I think after taxes and the shipping was free, it was like 923 bucks. Got okay. here in seven days. In addition to that, they actually sent me a uh, coupon for 20 bucks off my next purchase, which is kind of cool. Nice. I, you know, I didn't, didn't ask for it, but cool, you know. Um, but definitely, I would recommend them just because I know I'm not the only one that's had good experiences. I've heard people have I, I I've heard people have weird experiences, but I feel like you have that's that's possible with any buying situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, they also so the the big thing also which sold me is they take uh, PayPal. So as a buyer, knowing someone takes PayPal is cool because as a, 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 a PayPal has really really strong uh, buyer protection. They don't have very strong seller protection. Nope. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say that right now. <laughs> I have bad experiences, but uh, but if you're a buyer and you see PayPal, like super rest assured, it's trustworthy, it's cool, um, and yeah, the watch is the watch is really really. It's I'm so annoyed, Michael, because I used to putting on a different watch every day, uh-huh. and also getting like a different watch picture every day for Instagram. But for the past like six days, it's just been the same goddamn watch, same goddamn watch, and like. It's all I'm good, annoyed. Man. Pe- people like it. We saw that today. 
Yes, yeah, that's yeah, that, that that's true. Today, uh, we are recording on the twenty sixth of January. Uh, in today's post, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's another shot of my goddamn Orient Star WZ zero zero seven. If you guys are getting annoyed, let me know. And you know, people have been like, you know, super positive, like not annoyed at all, which is good. You know, I'm I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it was a good photo. It was okay. I'm not. Uh, I want to get. I want to get. I don't want to spend a lot of money on camera equipment, but I need to get a better photo situation going. I can't keep using my cracked iPhone. Now, just to clarify, <laughs> it's not actually an iPhone that's been cracked and that I can like do things on. It's There's literally a butt crack going down my fucking phone because I dropped it on the sidewalk at work. <laughs> perfect, perfect for my, watch photos. Perfect for watch photos. <laughs> It is, it is, it is a, it is a definite guarantee that while I'm trying to take a watch photo, as I try and like brush something off the screen or the watch, it's just the crack. It, it, it's not going anywhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> so well, that's, uh, that's cool, man. It's it's good that you it's good that you got it. Um, I've I've heard of shopping in Japan before, but like you said, that name I I always just click away. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's like, it's like, it's like live nude girls. It's like, mm, I don't exactly believe you. It. That's <laughs> Japanese watches here. <laughs> <laughs> Japanese Neon watches signs. exit 54. It's like, oh, those guys aren't going to take my wallet. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Cheap eats. <laughs> Cheap eats, man. Fucking fi- live nude girls, $5 buffet. That's, that's a guaranteed good time. <laughs> That's cool. Actually, I have I have the page open now, and um, I'm looking at the uh, product page for the S A R Y zero fifty five Seiko Presage. Is the one actually, that we were talking about a while back? It no, this is a different one in the Presage line. This this one's much cheaper. Uh, it's actually it's pretty cheap. I think this is the cheapest price I've seen. Uh, it's two seventy seven for this watch, and you get a wow, kind of like a sporty. 40 millimeter uh, look. It can kind of double as a dress watch and a casual watch, and you get the the kanji date wheel, which is just ah, oh, it's so, so awesome. cool. <laughs> it's just it's it's so dumb, but it's so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, well, that's um, interesting. I, I might have to I might have to try them out. Um, definitely. You, usually, man, for, I mean, for most most watch purchases, you know, you can you can typically rely on, on Amazon when you're when you're shopping yeah. within the range that we talk about but um you know when it comes to something jd i I, i've purchased one jdm watch and uh i think it was through amazon i think fulfilled yeah fulfilled by amazon so i think that's what made me feel okay i think that's what you got to look for Mm -hmm. um but it was still kind of like weird like you don't you don't know what that means or where it's where it's coming from exactly um but yeah i'm happy i'm happy it all worked out it's super cool. It's it's, it's really cool. It was a good buying experience. Um, I'm definitely gonna maybe you know get something again from them. I was funny. I was actually looking at some of those uh, Seiko Passage pieces, and they have a lot of those uh, black Arushi dials on there. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just he just goes yes. <laughs> I think they're all sold out though. Oh no. Maybe. No, the I black one is still here. Oh, the uh, chronograph. You mean? Yeah. Yeah, they have the black one. They have the black one for actually a really good price. I think it's twenty eight hundred. Ah, that's a good that's, price. Yeah, 
it's still a lot though <laughs> it's oh yeah okay well yeah yes it's it is a lot of um, money um but for a piece like that which i'm pretty sure those are limited production right or was it only the white dials which were limited production? no they're 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 both limited yeah, yeah. you're right i i, mean, I, it's a, it's I can a, see a, the a, value yeah yeah still a lot of money though i mean let's be real <laughs> yeah still a lot of money Maybe maybe when I make those uh or whenever I dig up those Kruger millions, you know, I'll buy a <laughs> I'll buy a, <laughs> I'll buy a Seiko Prestige chronograph. Exactly. But uh, but the so the I'm have the watch in my hands right now. Um, I'm just gonna go into some details on it. So the watch, uh, red GMT hand. Uh, the GMT text on it is red as well. The date window is framed in silver. All the markers are applied, and they're um, they're bars. They are double bars at twelve, three, six, and nine. What's super super sexy, and what I cannot I cannot stop staring at on this watch is the whole dial itself. It's blue, and it has these like these like stri these like these 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 symmetrical striations, these stripes in it. I keep hearing it um, compared to the uh, uh, Omega uh, Aquaterra pieces. You know how they have those. Uh, yes. I mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah you know uh, uh, Aquaterra. How they have those. Um, it's very dressy. They have those lines on the dials. I mean, I can obviously I can understand the comparison, but for me in this piece, there's something a bit more organic and like lively about it. Those watches are super cool. But there's something very static, dressy, and straightforward about those watches, which is great. I mean, for some certain dress pieces, that's what you need. You just need a bold dress watch piece. Right. And so for some reason on this watch, there's just something so alive about it. I don't know if it's the uh, the GMT complication or like the, the GMT hand or just everything in conjunction with itself, but it's just – it's a great watch. I mean, the the sides of the case – are kind of like a rough brushed uh the bezel itself the smooth bezel is my is one of my one of my favorite parts next to the dial it's like super polished and so it's super reflective and it's one of those qualities which it's the same string of qualities which i love in the rolex explorer one mm -hmm. in that tudor black bait 36 millimeters you know what i mean yeah that kind, likes, kind of like high polished uh shallow bezel exactly yeah. and like I, I love that so much because it just it makes the watch really photogenic so what i've noticed because we've been taking pictures of watches for you know a few months now we're no by by no means uh, are we experts you're 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 much more adept at it than i am just because you you've been you, you're more thoughtful still, with your pictures still pissing in the wind man you well you <laughs> listen you're more thoughtful your pictures i take my pictures like on the toilet when i have the shakes i'm like oh people are gonna, people are gonna love this shot they're gonna love this shot. You know what I mean? Like you take yours with like sunlight spilling into the room on your like guitar <laughs> with your watch like sexily laid out. Like I'll uh, I'll literally I'll literally do it like in the drive through at Taco Bell. Like oh fuck I gotta I gotta make a post. And we've all, thirty we've all seconds. Take, we've all taken those shots, man. We've all we've all done it. <laughs> That's funny. I I do recall doing the Taco Bell drive through one when I was living in Oklahoma. <laughs> Yep, I did that one too. 
<laughs> oh god, it's too real, man. It's still real to me, damn it. But um, but what I've noticed in just kind of taking you know, watch shots for a while is different qualities of the watch will come out in photographs. Now I know that might sound like duh or whatever, but to me, to see it in practice with the watch you wear on your wrist every day is weird. I've taken I've taken shots of my sumo, which are like they make the watch look fucking beautiful. And obviously the watch is beautiful, but they're like beautiful in a very different way in a photograph. Mm-hmm. And so for some reason, this bezel, this shallow ultra polished bezel brings out really, really fantastic photographic qualities of the watch in pictures that you don't really get in person. It's not that they're better or that they're worse, whether it's in person or in a photograph, it's just different. And so it's that sort of dynamic uh, uh, kind of appeal, which I think is really important for not just someone buying a watch, but a watch collector. I mean, most watch collectors, as we learn, Michael, they take pictures of their watches. <laughs> you yep. know what I mean? Just because we see them on Instagram. So it's just, it's something that I was just really not anticipating. I'm really impressed by it. I'm going to do my best to not wear this watch so I can take <laughs> pictures of different watches. <laughs> um, but I can't make any promises. Not for a couple more days. Congratulations, days. man. It's... Yeah, no thanks. I, I've, I've, I'm just super happy with it. I can't wait for you to see it in person. Uh, I'm gonna stop talking about this watch now, unless you want to talk about Raketas. I can talk about Raketas. <laughs> like the four-hour episode. The four... <laughs> we're gonna do it one day. One day we're gonna do the four-hour episode, man. <laughs> God damn it. Um. Oh, really quick though, I just wanted to say the rotor on the back. Uh, not only does it have uh the 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 traditional Japanese uh, Hokkaido style cut the Geneve. Uh, that's a lie. It's just it's just. It's just Geneve stripes. It's not traditional Hokkaido <laughs> style. Please, please don't sue me. Um, now, in addition to the uh, uh, Geneve stripes, it also has the Orient Star logo and the words Orient Star Japan um, uh, sort of overlaid in like gold. So it's really, really, really pretty. But again, it's on a fucking bracelet. So I have to like be a peeping Tom in my own fucking home to see some nip. Yeah, get, you know get, a, I mean? so, get a case back shot. Of that. I should actually. I should wait for it. Uh, I should wait for a head-to-head copy a copyright challenge. Yeah. Another another case back. <laughs> case back head-to-head copyright challenge. But yeah, no, I'll try and do a case back shot. Um, if I can have the the presence of mind when I'm in line at Popeyes to to <laughs> to, get, <laughs> to get the appropriate shot. But uh, but yeah, no, thanks. You know, I love love this watch. I'm gonna stop talking about it because I'm very excited to hear about your watch, and I want to see your watch in person. We get to swap watches next time we hang out, but tell, tell, tell the nice people at home your newest uh, watch acquisition. Yeah, I think I actually think you'll you'll like this one quite a bit. Um, so it's the uh, it's a watch that I've been I've been eyeballing for a bit, and uh, it's the it's the Raven Trekker Forty, uh, specifically the RT 7 So it's Hell the yeah. um, it's the all black dlc coded model and uh it's just it's one of those watches that i think it's it's unique enough uh in several ways uh that it it can pull off the diver thing without without like looking like a sub you know it, it has these kind of um you know it has these classic sub proportions it has a 50s look with the, the big crown but it kind of has these explorer numerals and the fact that it's uh it's all DLC um it's just 
it's crazy cool. And this is this is the first um this is the first watch ever that I have that's like all black. It's something that I've been staying away from forever because uh I never knew how it would make me feel um until I got this watch. And the first feeling I got when I uh when I opened the case and I looked at it, it um it's it's weird. Um Okay. Like there was kind of like a smell to it and you can like smell the metal when you when you open it and uh it just looks it looks like a crazy like industrial machine this watch it's just the look (laughs) that it has there's something yeah there's something very um i'm trying to think of a way of saying it without sounding like a man of the world like uh there's something very utilitarian for utilitarian sake about the watch does that make sense well the 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 first thing that came to mind uh was uh my dad like he works with uh he's so stubborn when he started his business he bought (laughs) like a bunch of these 1950s like press machines to like press aluminum uh and form his products and he still has them and they still work of course (laughs) And it kind of, I grew up around those and you, you, um, you develop like a certain reverence and respect for, for machines like that. And mm-hmm. that's kind of the same feeling I got when I, when I opened the case and I, I looked at this, I looked at this watch it, it was, it's just something so cool about it. The one thing, um, so just, just to go before I talk about that, I'll go through the specs. Um, so it's a 40 millimeter watch. Nice. Um, 300 mil, uh, 300 meters water resistance. Um, so super luminova BGW nine. It's not, uh, I don't think it's as bright as C three, but okay. it's, uh, it has a cool, like bluish look to it. Sort of like the citizen loom, um, and 20, 20 millimeter, um, lugs. So, um, probably my favorite size for any strap or bracelet and i think it's um yeah 50 millimeters lug to lug so that's so cool um i saw those dimensions on paper and you know this is this is a watch that i got sight unseen which is always scary um and if if i like those dimensions on paper like i can't even describe how much i love them in person (laughs) it's just it's absolutely perfect and it makes me it makes me sad in a way um to think that more manufacturers don't like ballsy up and like start making 40 40 millimeter watches because it's it's just it's a great size and we've talked we've talked about raven before on the show we've talked about steve and several watches and um you know sometimes i've talked to you about it i've i'll just go on on his youtube channel and he has like he can have a video where he's talking about like straps or like just something that he offers and there's so much passion in in what he does and how he runs everything uh and it really translates into the timepiece it's just it makes you really proud to 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 wear it on the wrist yeah it's it's the difference between someone who wanted to make a product any product whether that was like you know pencils or tissues and someone who didn't really think of it as a product more of you know in the same way i exercise my urology passion by collecting steve will also do that with collecting but he also does he also does it with just creating these watches 
You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's a matter of, of, of passion for him. And it's something that he takes very, very seriously. He's yeah. very, very serious about what he does. And the conversations that I've had with him and the, and the time that I've spent with him, he re- it really means a lot. And it's something that I can tell it's always on his mind. Yeah. Whether he's pouring his Cheerios in the morning or whether he's like winding down at night, he's thinking about some aspect you know, of just, you know, not just the watch, but the business, the brand. So it's, it's, you definitely feel that pride when you pick up one of the several pieces. I, I have a bronze more 40, 42. I picked up and wind up from Steve. I love it. Yeah. And ever and since I imagine it's the same case with these. Yeah. Ever, ever since you got that, I, I, you know, I've been looking at, looking at the brand of, you know, both Raven, both, both several and, um, you know, kind of thinking of a watch that, um, tick all the boxes for me. Yeah. Um, you know, for, for a while I would drool over something like a black Bay, which is a great watch. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. And it can be had, I mean, at, you know, it's expensive. It's expensive. Um, I'd never buy one new, like, you know, used, you can find something more reasonable now. Um, but this, this watch almost does it better. Right. Um, I think, I think visually, uh, just the, Whole big crown thing like steve just nailed it with this one yeah it's, i'm i'm looking at i'm looking at a picture right now that crown is so cool <laughs> it's it's such a pleasure to operate and this is yeah. also my first watch with the miyota 9015 and that's right like it is just everything about this watch is just razor sharp like from the way from the way it was manufactured machined designed it was it's it's gorgeous and um, the presentation was also unbelievable. I wasn't expecting it. It comes in kind of like a, well, I, I think you got one with your more also. It's uh, it's kind of like a traveler case. Yep. Like I love that case. Maybe like a leatherette. You can you can put two watch. It holds two watches, but there's also a little compartment. And mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting to get this much with it, but it also comes with uh, kind of like an army green, uh, like G10 or Zulu strap. Yep. I don't know what they're called. And um, it also comes with uh, like a rubber strap. And Oh, shit. That's cool. I, I didn't realize it came with the Zulu and a uh, rubber strap. That's awesome. Yeah. And you get you get like a like a cool warranty card with the serial number on it. Like yep. all I have to do is write my name on the warranty card, right? And it feels like I got the, uh, the Rolex experience. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, but it's just... It, it's such an honest watch and um yeah that's a good way of saying it, actually it's, it, it is definitely an honest watch yeah the coolest the coolest feature i think you know besides besides that like big crown look um so the entire bezel is uh is actually it's loomed so all of the all of the markings oh on, yeah on the bezel are loomed and uh it's just it's just so much fun to look at like when you're driving through like a like a tunnel like um man I, i'm i'm so happy about this watch i can't i can't even i can't even describe it um, so my first question is um is there a tactile different feel with the, the the that that coating that black coating yes so it's 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 good that you brought this up because um <laughs> excuse me i had to um i had to kind of learn about dlc uh and how how kind of sensitive it can be so it is it is more of like a sandblasted feel okay um 
it doesn't feel delicate. It doesn't feel like it's something that you're going to scratch off with your nail, but it has more of like a, the way Steve describes it on the site. Um, it kind of, it has like a firearm feel like something you'd, you'd, uh, okay. you'd experience like holding a pistol. Um, and it's really, he goes, he goes on to say that the material, uh, reminds him of military vehicles or the cockpits of well-used like fighter jets. And it's true. That's exactly, that's exactly what it looks like and what it feels like, especially, especially the way that I'm wearing it. Um, I don't have it on the bracelet. Um, I just think that's too much black for me. Okay. So, um, immediately when I got it, I, I, I sized the bracelet and then I put it away and I put it on a gray, uh, toxic. And that's, that's nice. just how I've had it. And, and like, like you said, like you're finding it really hard to wear other watches. Like that's, that's what I'm, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling with this one. <laughs> yeah. Like I, 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 it's, it's, it's funny because I was thinking about this actually this morning. Um, they're the only time in my life where I ever feel like I could be a one watch guy forever is when I get a new watch. <laughs> <laughs> the honeymoon phase, man. But like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't think that's going to end with this watch. I just, I, I just don't. That's so cool though. I, I'm looking at it right now. The picture that Steve has up um, like the, the main, like, or not one, but like, but like one of the sub hero images, uh, the bracelets got the same coating. Yeah, it has the same same exact coating. It's got like a jubilee pattern. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, I can't I can't see myself wearing like a like a black bracelet, and that's okay. I, I don't know if I'm I don't know if I'm there yet. Maybe, maybe if I had would... maybe if I had the new Royal Oak that was announced, uh, <laughs> not to the all black ceramic, maybe. No. Oh, the black. Yeah. Well, the thing is, if you're, if you're wearing that watch, it doesn't matter if you were go outside wearing that watch, with nothing but like a paper towel tube on your penis. You really, you don't give a shit what you look like. Well, you know because I mean? if like, I, because if I had that watch, the only other thing that I would own is a paper towel tube <laughs> to put on my penis. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I understand. Just, if you could just stop yelling at me. I saved the paper towel tube. All right, <laughs> but uh, we could do so much with this. Yeah, I, and I hate I hate to use this word. It just it's got a really tactical look, and, and that's yeah. I don't I don't own too many things that look tactical. I mean, I have like a like a Benchmade Griptilian knife, and like that thing has that look. But um, uh, it's just it's not something I usually go for, but. Uh, we've talked about it before it's just it's another it's another step towards like leaving um your comfort zone yeah uh, in terms of what you like in in a watch so yeah um, and I, I, just, it's, it's important to do that kind of stuff you know yeah and i'm i'm really happy with it he um i think he only made 20 of these uh like like he usually does but for both the steverall pieces and the raven pieces they're generally uh, pretty limited, um, so I'm I'm kind of happy, really happy to have one of these. You're you're one of the you're one of the lucky few, man. That's so cool. I, I I'm 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 quite struck by, and this is something that's really indicative of the black one only of just the legibility. You know, I'm I'm for some reason I'm just like a legibility uh, slut, which is funny because the Orient Star GMT, I mean, in terms of legibility, it's not really there. I mean, they're, they're, they're bar indices, you know what I mean? But mm -hmm. like, I'm staring at this DevRel piece and there's just, I, I, 
I don't know. Um, it's got all the markers are white. It has uh, bar markers at the two, four, you know, five, seven, fucking eight, nine, and eleven, or eight, uh, or at ten and eleven, and then twelve, six, three, and nine are just like Arabic numerals. Mm-hmm. And then there's little second second ticks between all the pieces. Yeah, yeah. Everything big, is white. You have a big, huge kind of paddle seconds hand. Yeah, I was I was gonna say it's it's the the minute and the hour hands just seem like rectangles, but that second hand's a, a big old paddle. Yeah, and it's just um, it's just really really cool. And I I, I you got mix- you got your blacks and you got your whites, and then you got yeah, the time. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, that's it's it. just it's something where it is it's it's beautiful because it is so legible and straightforward and honest. You know yeah. what I mean? It's 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 one of those things where it's either connects with someone or it doesn't. Yeah. And if it's one of those things that you're the type of person where it does connect with you, get it because you won't stop thinking about it. That's what happened to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you, like- you you saw. I mean, and not even just with this black one. You had seen the trekkers, and it's the same thing that happened to me with the moray. I'd always seen them online. I'd heard about them. I heard about them. I never could get them out of my head. I was just lucky enough to have the opportunity to hold it in my hand before I bought it. My yeah. my my bronze moray, you know what I mean? I But with you and the I'm sorry? Yeah, I have I have been trying to fill this void that that the watch has that the the raven has filled for a long time. Ever since yeah. ever since I ever since I had the Steinhardt. And um you know, I got rid of that and then for a while I thought like, you know, maybe I should save up for something like a Black Bay. And then, you know, and then this, this tracker happened and like, I just, I haven't looked back. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Since we've been doing the show, I, I've, I've done that with so many watch purchases. Like, um, I don't know if I mentioned it on the show, but I am completely fucking obsessed, or at least I, I guess I still kind of am, uh, completely fucking obsessed with that, um, Longines Heritage, uh, pulse meter monopusher that modified, uh, Etta with yep. the, the, the monopusher, um, uh, Chronograph, mm-hmm. it's a fucking like forty five hundred dollar watch. <laughs> it's a lot, man. And it's... it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, man. As soon as I like figure out which rich uncle I have, and like as soon as I kill him, I'm gonna get that. I'm, I'm gonna buy that watch, man. Yeah, like, I don't that think, was. I don't think we talked about it. That we we saw that watch together, actually together for the first time, both of us. Yeah, that was weird. That yeah. we were. Uh, where the hell were we? We were in Aventura in Miami. Was it Aventura Mall? Yeah. Just a, on a, yeah. on a watch adventure. <laughs> oh man, we should have gone on more watch adventures while we were <laughs> while we were local to each other. Yeah, you know. But yeah, no, we were there was a Longines boutique, uh, which I didn't know existed, um, in Aventura Mall, and we sort of just kind of walked in there. Uh, I was nervous because this was at the time where like I I sort of knew. I mean, I, I still don't know anything about watches, but like I really knew nothing about watches, but I didn't even know about Raquettas back then. Or I might have, <laughs> but it's, it's, my knowledge is limited. So I, I was just constantly afraid of walking into a store and everyone pointing at me and yelling interloper, interloper, interloper until I left. So like we were, we're walking around and we walked into Longines and uh, we were speaking with the associate, well, Michael was speaking with the associate there. I was hiding behind Michael. And then um, at a certain <laughs> point, she was indicating some of these heritage pieces that they were doing. You know, Longines has these really cool heritage line. Um, you know, that there's like a black dial tachometer. There's like a really cool, like, um, I forgot the name, but it's like a retrograde uh, movement. Really, really, really pretty. And it has like a moon phase on there with the retrograde stuff. Uh, in addition to that, um, hold on, cat. What's your name? Kitty. 
Uh, in addition to that, there's the pulse meter. And so it's really, really simple. It almost has like, it almost looks like wire lugs. It has the pulse meter scale. It has two sub dials. Um, it has uh, like blue steel brigade hands. It is like, it's a very simple watch, but like I was, I was obsessed with it. Like I still kind of am. But it's funny because since we've been doing this show, I've been really exploring more, you know, about micro brands, so about Stevrol and, and Raven and just looking at all the Janus trading pieces and I'm getting more and more into Orient. And I'm just like, dude, why the fuck would I spend $4,500 on that watch when I could spend 900 bucks on this Orient Star GMT and just feel a sense of elation in addition to a full stomach because I could still afford dinner. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I think, you know... I think we're starting to realize that whether it's $900 or $4,500, there are other brands sometimes, a lot of times, out of Switzerland <laughs> that can offer you so much more. And you oh, know yeah. what? The pulse meter, it gets a pass in my book for that price. Maybe, maybe used, I'd be okay with it. Um, yeah, I mean, if I, I know uh, back in the day, watch you want used to have one, um, the prices aren't archived, so I can't see what it's sold for, but I mean, I could totally, I see other used Longines showing up between like 2000 and 2500. So in the same price range as like a used Black Bay almost, you know, yeah. what I mean? it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot of money. And, uh, you know, like, oh, like yeah. I said, you know, we talk about the list, you know, the ever evolving list of watches that you have. I, it, it's a Google doc for me. And I'm like, I'm opening it like three times a day. I don't know about you, but, um, oh, man. <laughs> like, you know, you, you look at what you have there and <clears throat> I had the, uh, I had the black bay and I got the Raven and I deleted the black bay and I'm just like, <laughs> this, so watch, symbolic. this watch does, it does everything that I need. Um, it has like, it just, it's everything that I wanted out of the black Bay in just like a slightly cooler twist, um, for a watch. Uh, and that's, you know, that's, that's all I have to say about the Raven. And I'm just, I'm so happy to, to finally have like a watch, you know, from, from Steve, like from the, from the Stevrol family. It's, it's, I, I wasn't expecting this kind of quality. I, I, I was expecting to get, to get the watch and be like, yeah, you know, it's cool. Wish I would have gotten stainless steel, whatever, and then kind of <laughs> like put it away. But it, like, I don't know, man. I don't see this honeymoon phase uh, ending. That's so cool. I'm looking at his page right now, and uh, we'll tag him in the show as well. I'm on the Raven page. He still he still has pieces. I mean, yeah, six hundred six hundred ninety bucks all the way down until the. I think the the DLC, DLC coded is seven fifty plus yeah. shipping. And, uh, maybe, I should, maybe I should get one of these because you know it's really it's it's I I used to have like a written list, but I kept crossing things off and putting new things on, and then putting things on I crossed off again, like 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 like, like, like notes. It wasn't like like you know I don't type I, you know I just don't type shit for some reason, <laughs> and so I sort of stopped doing that. So what happens is my the only way I can best describe to you my watch list is that it grows in my brain like an infection. That will eventually just kill me. It's it's <laughs> always there, even when I'm not thinking about it. It's always growing. It's always stealing nutrients from me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's funny because one of those things that's a part of that infection is if it's like if I wake up at 5.50 in the morning before my alarm and I have like 10 minutes of like actual like me time. Like like when I was a teenager, 10 minutes of me time meant that like, you know, it was time to basically just start whacking off. You know what I mean? Oh, of course. But 10 minutes. Yeah. Of course. But 10 minutes of me time now is, oh my God, I can go and watch you want and David SW and fucking just <laughs> look at things. I can, I can look at things Drool, without, yeah. without judgment, you know, and, and, and without, without fail, usually once a week, I'll see a Black Bay up there for a good price on bracelet with box, you know. Blue bezel, twenty five hundred bucks. Like, oh fuck, that's a, that's a that's a great price. I'm thinking because I constantly do that for some reason, maybe one of these trekkers is what I'm looking for. I think, you know? I think that something like the trekker, maybe in stainless steel. Yeah. Um. Definitely the brushed. Um. I like some. I like some. Of uh, some case cases when they're sandblasted, like my uh, my Seiko SNK sandblasted, but for these, yeah, uh, I also saw them in person. The 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 the, the brushed was just the coolest, stellar. dude. The coolest thing, the coolest thing about this watch, if you get a stainless steel one, and mm-hmm. you get and you get um just like a single pass nylon NATO, uh, in the old James Bond pattern. But it's got the NATO's got to be a little bit thinner. It's got to be 18 millimeters, even if it's 20 millimeter lugs. You got to put it in there, and you're mm-hmm. gonna have you're gonna have the old Sean Connery <laughs> Rolex big crown look just immediately. But it, did in, he really in your own cool way? In your own cool way? In my own cool way? Did did he really have a NATO that was too small? Yeah, he had like a. That's actually, hilarious. Actually, the NATO wasn't even uh, around back then, so it was just. Uh, I think it was a, just a single pass nylon strap. Um, I think sixteen millimeters. If you look at if you look at some of the footage, the uh, the strap is severely undersized when uh, compared to the the old big crown sub that he wore. So. Oh man, I feel like such an asshole, dude. I uh, I used to okay, I used to work with this guy in downtown Orlando, and. I had like a weird interaction with him, and I basically I basically written him off like a piece of shit. Like, oh, this guy's <laughs> a piece of fuck, fuck this guy. But now, you know, I just I just realized I'm an asshole. At the time, um, I had just gotten my Seiko Sumo, and I wasn't really into having it on the bracelet at the time. I really wanted to kind of just get it on a NATO, but I didn't have any 20 millimeter NATOs, so I I had it on an 18 millimeter black NATO. And uh, we were all at this like happy hour thing after work one time, and like I was fucking unfortunate enough to sit next to him, like just by just chance, you know, because um, I can't just sit down and say and look next to me, and go oh shit, and then get back up because that's you know rude. So I sat down, and the guy, I'm talking to this guy, and um, uh, he, we just start talking about watches because I don't know how to have a regular non-watch conversation anymore. Sure. And so, and so it's like, oh, so, you know, uh, what are you wearing? I'm like, oh, it's the Seiko Sumo, you know, I got it on this, uh, uh, on this nail strap, but it's, you know, it's too small. I'm getting one in the mail and he fucking goes, oh yeah, like Bond. And I'm like, what? Dude, it's like, oh it's man. Just a, hey, that's, it's just, that's pretty geeky that he knew that though. I know. I feel like such an asshole now. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, that was, that was, I got to get on Craigslist misconnections or yeah, just use my networking to get his phone number and be like, dude, I am fucking so sorry. I mean, you don't figure that out until you're, you're digging through the forums and stuff. 
but I just I didn't know. He's like, oh yeah, like and like I thought he meant I thought he was trying to say it was a Bond NATO, and I'm like, oh no, it's just like solid black, dude. It's not like the James Bond. And it, and it was a loud bar, you know what I mean? Tisk, and like it was tisk. one of those you could have had a friend. I could have had a watch friend, <laughs> <laughs> or at least a James Bond friend. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, that's crazy. I had no idea. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, dude. And it, you are. Oh, by the way, another th- another thing on this trekker. Crazy awesome bezel. Like I was going to ask you in terms of bezel action. I think it's it's it, that that that's 120 click, right? Like the like the bronze more. I don't know what it is, but it's it is so goddamn nice. I can I can hear from here. It sounds like you're stomping on pistachios. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> I just a mean click. Right, right up on the microphone. Sorry, listeners. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's quite it, it's it's quite pleasing. Yeah, that's so cool, man. Yeah, everything Fuck. lines up. It's it's got a dome too, right? Sweet sapphire dome. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, you know, I know when when I get the first scratch on it, I'm gonna freak out like, oh, oh my god. But uh, I, I think kind of like something like bronze, I'm sure it's going to take on its own its own character over time. It's not going to stay. Uh, oh, yeah. It's not yeah. going to stay nice for too long. Well, that's I feel like that's the quality. That's how the watch truly expresses its own innate honesty. Yeah. By just aging the way it ages and looks the way it looks. And it's still always going to be with you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Eventually, my bronze more is going to look like the fish out of a grouper's colon, but it's still <laughs> that's just the natural quality of the watch. That's what when you get a bronze watch, if you expect it to stay like shiny and shimmery and bronze forever, it's like dude, then don't buy don't buy a bronze watch. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't buy a dirt bike if you don't want it to get dirt on it. You know? So, man, I'm looking at this fucking watch, man. Just goddamn it, dude. Maybe I should maybe I should pull the trigger on this. I mean, six hundred and ninety bucks. You don't have to eat. I don't. You know what's you know what's funny? That's also why I don't keep a list, Michael. Because if I had a collected list of things I wanted to purchase, I can justify myself out of the most basic necessities to buy. <laughs> like like you know what I'm saying? Like like like, dude. If <laughs> I just if I just walk the 14 miles to work, I don't have to spend money on gas. Like you know what I'm saying? Like dude, no. if I just eat oatmeal every day for seven months. I don't have to like buy food. Like, like I will, I will, I will justify myself to my own demise. You know. I mean, yeah. I tell me about it. I can just eat cardboard <laughs> for a year and and buy a, a spring drive GMT. That that that'd be awesome. Oh man. Oh man. I didn't. Uh, I I I would have preferred to say this off air, but I live. Uh, so Orlando Watch Co. is having a spring drive uh seiko events and i think extravaganza exactly i think they're doing the uh it's either the spring drive chronograph or the spring drive gmt in addition to that i believe it's the same watchmaker who's also going to be down in miami at the miami boutique this weekend dude if it's the chronograph the chronograph's like i think like eight or nine thousand or something so we better just get the one just the one chronograph (laughs) we'll share it or like you said, run really fast. <laughs> how much? How much is this chronograph? Oh, dude, you got your running shoes on. You, you, it just depends how fast you are. I I always I always wonder that because like, like yeah, SIHH was like a week ago, and you see all these images of like journalists and stuff like that, and you always wonder like, well, SIHH <laughs> is really closed off, but right. like, 
something else like what happens if someone just tries <clears throat> to run away so here here's the thing i think i think it's the same sort of thing as like luxury cars if you were to steal a watch like that you're either one of two people you're either a watch enthusiast and you really want that watch or you're going to try and sell it the problem is if you're a watch enthusiast you've basically blacklisted yourself to the entire watch community yep. you know what i mean that's true and the thing is if you're going to try and sell it i'm pretty sure they're going to know who stole it if someone tries to sell it because all that shit's serial numbered you know Dude, I mean? you're, you're gonna get tackled so hard before any <laughs> yeah, of those things. <laughs> before, I remember, yeah, but before did, any of that happens, that Hodinki <laughs> tequila event, man. Like every watch. Oh had yeah, a, that's right. Had like a meathead like security guard just just for the one watch. You're Each gonna watch. get a you're gonna get a bouncer colonoscopy where he sticks his foot up your ass. That's insane. Yeah, no, it, it, it's 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 man. I'm just I'm looking at this watch and I just I don't know. I'm gonna think about. It. I want to see yours in person. I wanna. I definitely want to see yours in person because I, I. I have my eye on, on another couple pieces potentially. Um, I like that new uh, Seiko Samurai. Yeah, those those blue ones are are really nice. And like, uh, think, I, I think with something like the Trekker, the first thing like the first thing that's gonna stand out to you, is the size, and you're gonna be like, after wearing after wearing a watch like the Orient or the Sumo for a while. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be like, huh? Well, this is interesting, yeah. but not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. Yeah, I mean, I mean, forty millimeters. I mean, to, like, to your point, it takes balls. It takes it takes balls to do something at that size. But I really, I really think like not not smaller watches, but I think like the forty millimeter, forty two millimeter watch. I think it's coming back. I feel like it's coming back. Well, you know I, I mean? mean, I I've said it before. Like, I'm fine with like thirty six millimeter. 35 right. millimeter some chronos like 32 millimeter even like with with the pushers and everything that kind of adds to the to the size or the look mm-hmm. um but 40 is just at least for me it's perfect and you see people like bitch and moan about 40 like i've i've seen people actually say this i've seen people say like 40 is not manly like my wrists are too yeah. manly like <laughs> what Dude, Sean fucking Connery, man, get out of here. Yeah, Sean fucking Connery. That's so funny, man. But I, 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 I do think you want to know how I know that whole like oh big watch masculine thing is like going away because we talked about this also. One of the few things that I think we both found pretty intriguing about SIHH. Uh, the majority of the show, which I really have no feelings for, and well, actually, I have very negative feelings about, which is different, is the forty-two millimeter Panerai. Yes, yeah. The fact that the the fact that Panerai, in my mind, the poster boy for the forty-five millimeter skull bead bracelet man of the world watch. The fact that they're like, okay, maybe we should yeah. scale it down a little bit. I think I really believe that's indicative. That you know what I mean? You know. I... There was a lot of stuff coming out. Just like the first day of SIHH was just insane. Like mm-hmm. insane the number of releases. And um, you know, it, it becomes it becomes almost like a blur. Like yeah. if you're just if you're just like on on an app or on Reddit or something and you're taking these articles as they come, um and you just don't really care that much. Uh and most most of the watches <laughs> I have forgotten about. 
like just flat out but um i think the submersible has always had like a cool look but mm-hmm. i can only ever see arnold wearing one <laughs> and he does like a 60 millimeter one it's oh insane God. it's that's um, ridiculous dude and it actually looks like a panerai that you can take in the water but the, the submersibles like they're really big and really expensive and this one's no different but at 42 millimeters i haven't seen one in person but i expect that it'll be pretty pretty nice pretty wearable um but i think it's like it's just like a bit over 8000 or something Fuck and that. that's that's rough well if it's if it's anything like uh the other panerais that shit will immediately lose value as soon as someone wears it and tries to sell it yeah <laughs> Yeah, hopefully. I mean, maybe hopefully. maybe on, on the used market, it'll it'll look at a, a little bit more attractive. You know, if yeah. you um, if you did kind of want to save up or uh, you know buy like a like a crazy piece, like I'd always I'd always go used with uh, with Panerai anyways because um, they don't hold the value pretty well. Uh, but that yeah, that I think that watch. Um, you know, that watch, besides something like the FP Jour and Vagabondage 3 that has, like, the first um, digital display of jumping yeah. seconds, like, ever, like, that's it, it, that's It's crazy. interesting. It's, it's, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know how long you want this episode to be, but it just, it, it's the problem with shows like that. So, me and just the way I practice my watch collecting, I feel like a show like that is the worst thing ever. Like, it's the worst thing ever for watch collecting to have a show like that where it's just it's not it's not so much about passion it's about doing something better than you did last year because then you look better against your competitors and you look better as like a global business and a global brand basically all those things i said have nothing to do with actual products yeah you know what i'm saying no, it's I've... brand image and brand awareness and that 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 you know that bothers me that's the big difference between brands who do that sort of weird fake horology watch collecting thing and brands like, you know, uh, uh, Steverell and Raven, where these are very honest pieces. A lot of those pieces at SIHH are not honest. Now, there are exceptions, obviously. And so it's this divide I have to do in my brain where SIHH has two kinds of pieces. There's pieces which are basically perpetuating this dumb, bullshit, fake watch collecting luxury thing, which, you know, oh, I bought... I bought this seven thousand dollar watch. I'm a watch collector. No, you're just a piece of garbage with with money. That's that's all you are. You know what I mean? You're not you're not a watch collector unless you actually are a watch collector. You know, in which case, I'm sorry. But uh, <laughs> you know, there's those <laughs> there's those types of watches, and then there's also the watches which I feel like are really important for brands to show off their you know skill. And so something like that. Um, what was the the, the FP Jordan that the, the analog jumping seconds, right? Yeah. That's just impressive. That's just cool. That's geeky. You know what I mean? You know what, man? The whole thing, and you know, <clears throat> SIHH, it, it is. It's a little bit more exclusive than Basel, and I think mm-hmm. that's. I think that's why you see this. It's a younger show. I think it only started in '91. Um, it's, it's a pissing contest, and when things, yeah, when things are this bad, it's it's really about making it seem like everything is better than it actually is when it's not when like (laughs) when companies are like dissolving when companies are getting bought out when people are getting laid off like 
<laughs> you oh yeah, see. I was I was gonna ask was Brightling was was Brightling an SISH or, they or, or are, are they not cool enough? No, they don't exhibit there, so it's um it's limited to Richemont uh, brands. I see, and okay. uh, and also this year uh, some some independents as well, which is it's a really good it's a really good diversity, and it's great to see everybody kind of flex their or logical muscle. Mm-hmm. Um, but the problem that I have, uh, is with the pieces that are explicitly marketed as like just rich guy stuff. Yeah. And, and, yeah, I hate that. and those are out there, you know, if you're going to make a Royal Oak perpetual calendar out of full black ceramic and charge <laughs> 93,000 for it. Cool. Oh my God. I mean, you, it's, it's a perpetual calendar from, from AP. Uh, the materials are just like insane. I, I can't right. imagine what goes into making that bracelet. Like, fine. All right. You get a pass. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, we talked about the, the Richard Meal split-second chronograph, and, like, mm-hmm. I, I can see the appeal of, like, that kind of, like, racing look and stuff like that, but I think when they work out their pricing, they just want to, like, it's almost like the price is going to be the headline with with the Richard Neal pieces always. Like because it's, it's not even about the watch a lot of times. Exactly. That's the problem. Not the problem, but that's the the crux of most luxury purchases. Most luxury purchases are status symbol purchases. And status symbol purchases, it's not about the actual thing. It's about you having something which everyone knows how much you paid for. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so And that's not watch collecting. That's just flaunting your wad. You know what I mean? And like, I I just, it it bothers me because it's just, it's entirely, and we've talked about this a lot on the show before, it's entirely possible for someone just getting into watch collecting to think that's what all watch collectors should aspire to be. You know what I mean? Those those dudes buying crazy expensive watches because the best way, the, the, the erroneous belief is that the best way to advance your collection is to spend more money. Like, no, 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 You know what I mean? Like, that's wrong. But that's what shows like SIHH and Basel, they they convolute people's kind of perceptions and they make people think that, in, in my opinion, you know? I'm, I'm a little more okay with Basel because you, okay. get, you get kind of, you get more variety. I mean, for, fuck, oh, that's true. for uh, fuck's that, sake, that, like, you have a, you, you have a good point. Seiko will, will exhibit there. You know, Riketta, Riketta has been there the past five years. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> They're still there. <laughs> but, you know, that's, that's not what something like SIHH is about. That's, right. Uh, that's not it. This is, this is, um, this was kind of built from the ground up to be a highly exclusive uh, exhibition, uh, just mostly just for industry insiders and um, high end collectors or just people that have the pockets. Um, So actually, and this year was the first year that it was ever open to the public for like one day. And I can't even imagine how mad it must have been. (laughs) Like, but whatever. Yeah, there were, there were very few. um, I mean, there were some watches. Like I really, um, I wrote about a a Ulysses Nardin uh, regatta timer. On a blog. Oh, to they watch. were there. Uh, 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 Ulysses was there. Yes, yes. Nice. And oh man, that thing is so cool. It is. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, like sixteen thousand dollars. I think it's around there. Jeez. 
Uh, but I just, you know, you you get really geeky about regatta timers, and it has this inverter that kind of like it like stops the chrono when the countdown finishes, and like flips it back, and like it starts counting forwards like a regular chronograph. And I'm like, I'm like watching a video of this thing. I'm like, that's cool. And to use it, that's so cool. To use it like <laughs> like on a boat, like in a yachting race, like that must be insane. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, some some watches like that catch your eye. You know, the Laurent Ferrier stuff is always cool. Um, but really, really not much. Um, yeah. So it begs the question that we ask a lot, how much longer can the Swiss market do this for? Or is that episode 16? <laughs> I think that's episode 16. <laughs> I think... <laughs> dude, I think they don't know anything else. It's like, I was thinking about it today and that question popped into my mind. It's like, it's like the local business that you approach or like approaches you for like web writing when you're like, Mm -hmm. like, tell me what a blog is. Like (laughs) it's, it's just really old business practices. Um, kind of like kind of archaic business structures, uh, archaic management structures, where like no new ideas are being shared um you know it's just the old way all the time and it's the same kind of like pushing the idea of luxury thing and it's what they've been doing since the 80s and it's because i the only way they know how to survive yeah well because i think uh uh with luxury items you know and specifically with the kinds of watches we're talking about right now the idea is if people see you doing something different or changing that might be public perceiving as, oh, you know, maybe things aren't going well. I, I feel like some guys right. go down with the ship because like, oh, if we, we can't let people know how bad it is. Like I, I, uh, I, when I, when I grew up, I had this bird. Okay. And this bird was like very lively, always active, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then one day he started puking and puking <laughs> and in the same day it died it just fucking like it happened in like a day and i'm like oh my god he was fine yesterday yeah. no he's dead he's all unfurled and in a pile of just you know feathers in himself and like we went you know we went to the vet and he's like oh yeah you know a lot of times birds and other animals they really won't show any kind of change in their behavior or any kind of illness because they don't want people or like other species other people in their flock to know they're sick because you'll perceive weakness. You know what I mean? My God. And I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the same thing with some of these watch brands. Like eventually one day I'm going to wake up and fucking Breitling will be puking all over its fucking crotch. And then the next day it's going to be dead. Like, oh shit, man. You know, I fucking should have gone to the doctor, dude. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. We can, we can uh, talk about that. You know, we can kind of let the listeners let us know if it's even something that... Uh, they'd be interested in hearing about i kind of um you know i feel i feel weird bringing up these brands sometimes like on the show because i i really i really want to take the time to uh like keep the discussion like at the heart of what two broke watch snobs like is yeah, it's true and what it's supposed to be but it's still like you know we talk about this stuff off air and kind of like the biggest thing man like with everything that's going on I'm turning 30 this year and I'm, you know, like a lot of people, I, I'm thinking about buying like a cool watch, like something like okay. I have to spend some time saving up for. 
And you know, like your brain immediately goes Swiss. Like, yeah, that's just, <laughs> it's what I'm going to do. But you know what? Might be Grand Seiko. Who the fuck Dude, knows? hashtag spring drive money, man. Like, <laughs> it's just the lack of innovation makes me almost welcome a concrete you blow. It almost <laughs> makes me happy that that guy the is that concrete, fucking crazy. Uh, the, the, the concrete jungle? Yeah. But it's interesting. I, I, I don't think I did anything for my... I don't think I bought a watch for my 30th birthday. I turned 30 in December. I turned 30 last December. I don't think I bought a watch. Did yeah, I? it probably won't happen. I'll be too broke. <laughs> no, I mean, now, now that you've said it, you'll, you'll, the thing is, it didn't even enter my mind yeah. um, to get a watch for my 30th birthday. I don't know. I didn't, wasn't even thinking about that. But I mean, I, I, you could, I mean, honestly, you could, if you were to make a big purchase like that, it would be more true to yourself and just to the kind of collector I know who you are. If you got a spring drive or if you got a Grand Seiko, one of those Grand Seiko courts or one of those, um, oh, one of those, uh, Grand Seiko mechanicals. I can't, I can't remember the caliber. It's like nine S. It's hard, man. We're, we're, we're still too broke watch snobs. We're still very, <laughs> very broke. Um, it's tough, but, uh, like, like I said, we can, we can kind of, uh, we can see if the people want to hear <coughs> talk about that stuff. Well, what I think would be interesting is if we did an episode sort of focusing on the quartz crisis, the fallout after the quartz crisis, and maybe drawing analogies to what's happening right now. Yeah. You you guys let us know what you think. It would yeah, be, it yeah, would be yeah. interesting to, to hear. Oh, I oh man, I know I know we're running a little late, but I forgot to introduce my friend. Your friend. We can we can I'm close out recording. I am recording with something I thought I had lost after windup. Uh, you, you might have heard the story when I was at the Aorus booth, and uh, I was talking to the guy, and he gave me the Aorus 65, and he told me to never get it wet, which I'm still fucking confused by. But always, he gave me an Aorus pen, and I thought I lost it, oh. and I found it. And the reason this pen is so spectacular is because uh, the clicking on the pen is much better than the clicking on the Aorus 65 bezel. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but not better than my trekker bezel no that thing that thing is so cool <laughs> oh man i can't wait to see it in person we gotta we, we gotta do a two broke watch knobs meetup at some point man yeah be cool you know but all right let's uh let's let's yeah it's getting kind of late let's do this do you want to do the sign off or should i do the sign off yeah this is mike and this is kaz and you're listening to two broke watch knobs later later